Warning. Elements of real-world religion are used in this podcast to serve the purposes of a work of fiction. They are to drive the drama forward and are not intended to be taken as a statement of opinion by the players. Thank you for listening. All right, anyway, back to yeah, Elk Runs. What is Elk Runs doing during this time? Uh, I'm just, uh, again, I'm just walking around the town and, and including side streets and stuff and just observing and seeing if I see anything interesting. Okay. Uh, why don't you give me a perception roll? Creepy old man. 22. 22, that's fucking gigantic. Um, you actually are walking down the street when you see that there is what appears to be some kind of altercation going on. Okay. The altar boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's altercating. No, he's fornicating. <laughs> altercating. <laughs> huh. <laughs> it brings you closer to God. Um, no, it is not the altar boy. You come closer to God. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you see is there seems to be some sort of... Uh, you wouldn't quite call it an argument because then one side is talking. But it appears to be as they're going past um, like a soda bar or whatever. It's not actually a, one of the proper bars. It's selling some other type of beverage. It's kind of goofier name than Whipple. Yeah. <laughs> Wapples. <laughs> Wait, he's like Junior! Um, oh, it's a rush rifles to Wapples. <laughs> but you see that there is a man who is um, maybe apologizing, but he's apologizing to a man who is absolutely gigantic. It is a man who is... Uh, Possibly as much as eight foot high. Jeez. Uh, no hair on his head. He's totally bald. And he's got this sort of mottled skin, sort of like a lizard does. But it's it's normal, like it's it's peach pigment, but it's mottled with like darker skin tones and such all over his face. And uh, like his body. He is wearing uh, a pair of blue overalls that are too big for him, even though he's gigantic. And you can see that he, he looks like he probably has a birth defect or something. He's got a very protruding eyebrow on one side. Um, his jaw sort of fits slightly sideways on his face. Um, but he's wearing just, like, overalls. No shirt. Nothing besides the overalls. He's barefooted. Almost sounds like no shirt, no shoes, no service. But he's just this very, very, very small, large small man. Chunk. Very Lenny. Very Lenny, yeah. And he is sort of angrily looking at this man who's backing off and trying to apologize. And you see that between them, there is a fallen beverage. And it looks Aww. like they bumped into each other and he's knocked the beverage out of this very large man's hands. Wow. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. You're the one. <laughs> You've ruined his root beer float. <laughs> That's a root beer sink. <laughs> Go to hell and stay there. <laughs> I, I tried. <laughs> I, I talked my way out of it. <laughs> it's a curse. <laughs> um, I guess I, I will try to intervene. So back to uh, yeah. So uh, Elk is going just... to intervene and try to uh, smooth over the situation. Is this all in the bar? No, no, this is not. This is the, this is the, this is the, so, the soda right. bar, right? The soda bar in front of the soda bar. In front of the soda bar. In front of the ice cream shop. Mr. Wapples. <laughs> Friendly <laughs> Mr. Wapples. <laughs> you jerk. Judge <laughs> Sotomayor. What has happened here? Um, and what you can tell as soon as you get close enough to see what's going on is obviously he's bumped into this man and, and knocked his drink over. And the very large man does not seem fit to speak. Um, I'm not sure if that's if he doesn't speak in any or whatever. But you, you can clearly get a good read on like the guy has some issues physically that are not normal. Um, and the other guy is just sort of backpedaling. He says, uh, th- th- this right here is, is Mr. Clem. Clem's a great man. Mr. Clem is. Um, uh, he has spilled He has spilled your drink. He says, no, no, no I, it's, it's all my fault. I spilled the drink. It's all, it's... I was actually saying that to the, to the big guy. Oh, yeah. He just sort of looks down at you. And his brow furrows. And you get a really good look at him now. You do see that, like, one of his eyebrows protrudes, like, an inch out of his skull. And the other one's not. Okay. But they both narrow, looking down at you. And he, he's, like, you can see his muscles tense up. And he looks very, very angry, like he's barely holding back some sort of infantile rage. Um, I'm sure the man is sorry. And I'll 
points at the, the other guy. Are you sorry for what for what has happened? He, he's like stressing out. He's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Come, I, I go to the big man. Come, I will buy you new drink. Give me a persuasion roll. I was also trying to. Well, I guess I didn't need to do an insight to find out he was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that much is pretty obvious. That's a seventeen. Okay. Um. With a normal person, you would expect this to find purchase pretty quick. Um, with this man, there's a delay, a tangible delay. With how long it takes your words to hit his ears and how long it takes the ears to reach the brain. Like, there's there's something very wrong with this man. Um, but he does seem to slacken up a little bit when you do that. And if you start making your way back into the, the jerk's bar. We can call it that. It's the jerk's bar. Um, he will follow you in a way that is not intentionally intimidating. But I want to emphasize this man is gigantic. He's yeah, a yeah, yeah, huge yeah. man. Kind of like oversized, like big. maybe a little smaller than an ogre, but ogre, very big, big yeah. very big man. Pushing nine feet. Uh, he's about eight. He said eight okay. Yeah, damn. And he's, as far as you can tell, wearing nothing except overalls. Uh, but he's doing the classic, like, hillbilly style, mm-hmm. one side's not buttoned up, so it yeah. sort of hangs over part of his chest. Oh, yeah. So he's not wearing a long black coat. We were also describing a large man with a long black coat. The I'm description sure. you got for the large man with the black coat sounded like Demetrius. Yeah. Okay. That's why I kept saying a godly lad. A godly lad. Um, and when you are upwind of him, he, he <laughs> reeks of B.O., but there's something else to it, and I'd like you to give me a nature or survival check. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly sniffing him, I couldn't. You can identify the creatures <laughs> living in his house. I, 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 I like to determine what he smells like. This ought to be delightful. Yeah. No, it's um. <laughs> Mitchum, you can skip a day. <laughs> he stinks like ethanol and like a fermentation kind of odor, and uh, you'd swear he smells kind of like um, pine. He's been making gin. Yeah, it sounds like bathtub gin. It sounds like, <laughs> like the stuff that causes the brain damage. Well, what kind of gin do you think they were making out yeah. in Arizona? I guess. <laughs> I guess. A lot of bathtubs out there. None, none of them. I mean, like bathing. at least three. Just, just fields of bathtubs. <laughs> Far as yeah, I can see. <laughs> and not a single one of them used for bathing. <laughs> can you imagine like a guy going from bathtub to bathtub with like a flower watering can? And <laughs> now I have to do it. Got to water the juniper. <laughs> Uh, but yes, he, he will follow you into the jerk shop, uh, okay. where he, uh, the jerk himself, uh, is wearing his classical paper hat. Steve Martin. They're <laughs> <laughs> shooting at the, the cans. Stay away from the cans. Um, okay, so I will, I will buy him whatever he just had. Yeah, it costs you a trivial amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they pour a new thing for him, he takes it, and he looks at you and, mm. he doesn't thank you or anything. Mm. And then he, he sort of slowly walks away. Does, does this place sell cake? It does not. God damn it. You really wanted to buy that man a cake, well, didn't I you? I want to share a cake with the guy. I want to have cake. <laughs> you fucking sit down with we'll the see weird if, dude. See if he'll let you put two straws in one drink. Where's the cake place that I, I bought cake from? That's Wood. Wood sells cake. Wood sells cake. There's a bakery. There's a bakery on the main track. But right, like right nearby? Or? Yeah, it's only a few doors down. Basically, everything's on the same road. Okay, so I will say come, and I will... I will. Motion for him to follow me. I guess she likes it there. Um, give me another persuasion mm-hmm. rule. Uh, disadvantage on this one. And I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be friendly and not like douche. <laughs> you said disadvantage. Yeah, disadvantage on that one. Well, that sucks. I uh, Fifteen. That's huge. It's actually really good. Um, Let's have a finally a charisma build. Yeah, I so. do. Uh, as you are leaving the jerk shop. Uh, he seems like he's got one mission, and that mission is not anywhere near you. Okay. It's sort of like one of these. Uh, Kaylee? No, the little one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not polite to, to, to say women by indicating one as saying one of those. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yikes. Um, but sort of like a little pooch. Uh, it's almost like he just has this, he's easily distracted kind of thing, and you have successfully 
distracted him more than anything else. It's mm. good diffusion. Does, does he need to be somewhere else? Is that kind of the impression I'm getting? It, it seems like he has somewhere to be, but like you have successfully distracted him from whatever that is. And oh. now he's following you because that's what you asked him to do. Okay. Um, I will ask him, do you like cake? We get cake. I go to the baker and I get I buy cake. Okay. Uh, he takes the cake. <laughs> hey. Thank you, everybody, and good night. <laughs> uh, and and it seems like you have successfully diffused what looked like a pretty bad situation. Um, this guy, you would not trust this man to keep his strength in check if he decided to start a fight with somebody. And it does seem like that was what was about to happen. Were you Clem? He said your name was Clem? Clem. Elk. 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 Clem. Clem. <laughs> yes. Um, well, you were looking for the educated guy in town, Doc. I think you found him. <laughs> the smartest guy in the entire town. <laughs> I mean, he did just get a free cake. I mean... That seems pretty smart to me. <laughs> <laughs> and his second root beer float, so. Really? Who's the mark and who's the con here? Uh, and then I will uh, say, friend? Um, he says, Clem. <laughs> pet? Not pet, friend. Pet. He wants pet. <laughs> And anyway, you have this cake with him for a while. It feels like maybe a hundred minutes. Really, it's more like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and another gigantic man who looks to be roughly the same build and size uh, approaches from outside of the bakery, and he's wearing uh, like a, a white shirt that looks like maybe he's wearing it inside out, like the stitching is exposed on the top of the shoulders. Uh, and he's wearing a pair of blue jeans that have brown stains all up one pant leg. Only in the front, not the back. It doesn't look like he shouldn't sock. <laughs> but there's this brown staining all up and down his right pant leg on his blue jeans. Which I guess now are brown jeans. And he opens the door to the shop. And there's like one of those little bells hanging off the thing. And he opens it and the bar actually bends. Cause he... <laughs> nice. Clam! Bo. Clem, time to leave. Bo. He follows Bo out. And just kind of doesn't, he doesn't look back at you. He doesn't give you a nod or a smile or anything. He just leaves. All right. Okay. I'll finish my cake. (laughs) (laughs) More cake for me? More for elk. (laughs) Elk who cakes. Yes. (laughs) That's basically what you were able to do in your first day here. Honestly, kind of eventful. That was a lot of stuff. Um, but you know, the, the day passes. It's really hot out. So a few hours of investigating feels like a whole day of investigating. Yeah. And uh, maybe you're gathering for lunch or early dinner or something like that. It's still, sun's still up. Yeah. Uh, but you are reunited as you've managed to go off and do these things in town and sort of reconnect to see what you've all discovered. And that is where you find yourself now as you share a meal with each other. Well, I have been positively engrossed in today's activities. How did your days go? Uh, not bad at all. Did I uh, glean anything from the people in the bar while I was loitering? Oh, that's a great question. I forgot you'd done that. And Very good for a minute. Um, Allow me to share my rumors. You do, actually. Uh, you get that one of the fellows who was drinking in there was a porter who had apparently been coming in more frequently as late um, due to some experience he had some bad experience carrying someone's luggage who was traveling through the town to get some rest. Royal Highness's match <laughs> um, right, say that again sorry I was distracted he's a porter. By um, and one of the things that catches your eye about it is that uh, where you currently are everyone you meet is either white or Asian or Native American 
This was a young black man who was a porter for one of the train companies. And uh, he had been in there drinking. And uh, you had overheard that he has been in the bar more lately after having a bad experience with someone whose luggage he was carrying. Does that strike me as odd? Um, it sticks out in your head. It's something you heard and, and you just haven't gotten out of your mind. You don't really know what application that might have to your current situation, but... I mean, I'll mention it to everybody in case it becomes relevant. Yeah. Run a value over to him? Uh, uh, African-American man who was a porter for a train company. He's been in the bar more lately after. He had a bad experience with someone whose luggage he was carrying. And uh, you do the time frame on that that might make it relevant, which is that this occurred in the spring. In the spring. And it seems like everything that seems to concern this Harlow Isaac Longway were springtime events. Yeah, and I'll, I'll also share the information I got from Teddy, the 15-year-old barber kid, about <clears throat> how in the springtime sickly man with a cough they thought might have been consumption came through here with a few people including a large man in a black coat with a black hat and a bandana over his face and the man who was sick was elderly um beard no mustache that rings any bells you said that the black coat guy was yeah anybody who was present in the train so temperance levi just Temperance and Levi, actually, mm-hmm. uh, would probably recognize that description as uh, Demetrius, the large man who was essentially part steel playing uh, that you had fought on I, the train. I wasn't here for that, right? You were not no. here for that. He helped wreck my ship. Yeah, he helped push it in on Jen. Yeah. So I'll share that with the, with the crowd. Maybe that's relevant. I mean, that does seem to track that he was here with Demetrius. He's a godly lad. Uh, he, he's attending the uh, skull, uh, gold plate. Yeah. <laughs> Bobcat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a good time to he's not attending me. He's a godly lad. Yeah. Uh, I have agreed to take him along with me for the night with the anointed knights on my journey. I met with the good sheriff of the town, and uh, this may... Was he that it. good? Didn't arrest me, so so far we're on good terms. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, uh, and he may be reaching out to us for a little help. He seemed like he wanted a bounty hunter, but was a little hesitant to ask. Um, so we're not above that kind of work? No. Uh... But uh, I was asking around about uh, following the money, as it were, out here, and I was directed to speak to a man he referred to as Old Remington, since he works with a bigwig for the railroad company. Might be your Baron Aleo. Mm. Or Olio. <laughs> Olio. You do shit your pants every time you see him. <laughs> or you. Well, I spoke with the good Reverend Gallows. And I'll be delivering a sermon for his church tomorrow morning. Should be wonderful. Gain his trust and I'll be able to talk with him as an equal. And I'm sure he'll be able to shed some light on the aeronaut presence. Which I say that very quietly so that only you guys can hear. I increase my voice range to only five people. Oh. Yes. And then turn it back up. <laughs> yeah. No, let it <clears throat> And, well, most of my day has just been spent drinking, eating, and riding this magnificent sermon. I did some, I uh, did some talking with, uh, Mr. Ooze Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... What's his first name again? Howard. Howard. Uh, he is looking for a redstone, but is... Sad to hear that the only thing you can find around here is granite. You know, some people enjoy wearing granite around their necks. Oh, what the fuck else did I write down? Howard, who's Lord Johnson is right? <laughs> <laughs> Fox 
that truck. <laughs> uh, seems there's some tension between the lumberjacks and uh, the trappers of the town. The lumberjacks and the trees, they're at each other's throats. Now, are you having this conversation like in your hotel room or well, boarding house room? Or are you at the bar? Just kind of I think this would be a Whipples Around a table at Whipples yeah. if there are tables to be around. Yeah, there would be around tables. one. Yeah. Um, it seems like most people who drink in Whipples go up to the bar and sit at the bar. There's an upstairs where there's like um, the railing that has the table that sticks out from the railing. Oh, that's what we want. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the oh, cool place. show. Yeah, yeah. cool. And that's, <laughs> a lot of people down below. Yeah, that's yep. where you're at then nice. right now. Um, from your vantage point, uh, oh, you actually see one of the things you see down below <laughs> is there is a corner of Whipples that is. Uh, like maybe a poker room or something like that. It's this small chamber that sticks out um, big enough for one table with maybe eight chairs around it. And there is a small man who appears to be holding court down there uh, with a couple of guys who look like roughs. Uh, they're wearing black suits and they look uh, you know, like big muscular athletic types. And it's just a guy who's down there who's, um, he doesn't look like a, you, you guys have met gnomes and dwarves and stuff. He doesn't look like that. He looks like a human man who is afflicted with dwarfism, mm. who is wearing a very nicely fitted suit. Are it's we too far away to hear anything that's going on? <laughs> Every once in a while, you hear a word or two from him specifically, and nobody else in the group is loud enough for you to hear anybody, but he's one of those guys who has a voice that kind of carries, and you hear he's uh, got a really strong Irish accent, he's got like fiery red hair, and he... Uh, it's a get him! <laughs> yeah. He seems quite boisterous as he speaks to this group of, frankly, they look like brigands, uh, tough-looking dudes, uh, mafia types. Hi, dudes. Hi, dudes. <laughs> can I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get another drink, and uh, can I, like, kind of surreptitiously try to move closer to them to pick up more of the conversation? Absolutely. Give me a perception check. Being surreptitious is not hard, but picking out individual words in the conversation is challenging. Unfortunate. <laughs> Much better at the surreptitious thing. Six. Well, you succeed at the surreptitious part. Yeah. But um, this guy, um, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe this interaction. Is his brogue just too strong? You're just too damn sneaky. This guy is kind of like Joe Pesci in every movie he's ever been in. What, like, funny, funny, haha, or funny like it's happening. <laughs> like that sort of thing. Like. He's constantly picking fights with the guys around him. He's a little bit louder than anybody else. Have somebody else. in the neck with a ballpoint pen. He's very <laughs> fucking shine box. And because he's a, a small man, he's actually standing up on top of one of the chairs rather than sitting down. And these guys seem to be deferring to him, but you're not getting any specifics about it. And because they're in this sort of separate, like this poker room that sticks off of Mobile's place, um, everything is muffled by walls, and everybody except him is being exceptionally discreet when well, he speaks. Nothing venture, nothing gained. I'll get another drink and go back up to my companions. Yeah. Well, that's a lively fellow, isn't he? He's very loud. What is it? What does his general demeanor seem to be, though? Like, does he does he seem like he's angry and agitated, or is he joking around, or like being super serious? Mm, like, much like I said earlier with the Joe Pesci analogy, he he's having these constant mood swings. He is going back and forth between very jovial and making lots of jokes and bringing lots of levity to the table, and the guys are like awkwardly laughing to his jokes and that sort of thing, and then getting really pissed off and red in the face and angry and pounding the table. And he just, he's not, he, he doesn't keep it consistent. There's something, there's something up with him. Hmm. Is he of interest to us in some way? I feel like anyone who is acting outside of the realm of the general demeanor of the folk <coughs> who I would assume live here is potentially of interest to us. Are there eyes upon us right now? It's a busy bar. It's the evening. This is the busiest shift they have. So it's actually quite hopping right now. Um, and in fact, when you go to get drinks, uh, you are intercepted midway there, and, and you can choose to, to order through her or not. But there is actually a waitress mm-hmm. doing table service upstairs. Okay. And, you know, she, she actually comes to your table as you're having this conversation to either drop off drinks or table orders or whatever. Mm-hmm. Doing what waitresses do at bars. Mm-hmm. Sure. Tits out. <laughs> For Jesus. Uh, yes. 
And not especially with her. She's uh, covered up quite a lot. She's Except just, since uh, it's the since it's the eighteen what eighties, nineties. It's it's not outside of the general um, realm of possibility to just need her just yell. Pretty much. Um, she's a tiefling woman. There's a couple of tieflings you've seen around now. The average population here is pretty large. Um, and she's wearing a white shirt cut for men that has been uh, ribboned off over the elbows the way these like bartenders. Um, looks like she probably does tend bar here and there when the bartender's overwhelmed. But um, hair tied back, uh, black pants, very like straightforward men's fashion. Kind of thing. Mm. She's not homely, but she's obviously not dressed to allure patrons to spend Right. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with this. <laughs> hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll get some gin. Yeah, it's easily acquired. It costs next to nothing. Mm-hmm. Are you planning on trying to overhear what the little man is saying? Well, I could always calm him down. I'm not, cover. I'm not sure how, what this place reaction would be to uh, divine providence entering into their bar. Yeah. Hardly seems to place the place for God. When they deliver his gin, I'm going to be a jerk and I'm going to take the glass right out from under you and I'm going to give it a huge bit of snow while you guys are talking. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to put it back in front of you. Is it That's to- totally not weird or gross. Is it to your lacking, Alcuraz? Does it smell familiar? Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. If you added, like, okay. it's 20... Like it's, a little, it's a little clammy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you added 20 parts <laughs> B.O. to that one part of gin, that's what you get. I, I would, I, I, I just sort of stared out from space when you asked me. Well, I have not had <laughs> gin of this quality since I was living with my folks. Yeah, it is actually very good here. Um, there are two gins on the menu, and uh, you obviously sprung for the good stuff. Of course. Yeah. I love sex. <laughs> it's free. Hey, didn't yeah. you see my punch card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything moves up a shelf. Yep. Nice. The bottom shelf we can't order. There reminds me. I'm level six. I'm alluding to the bullet tax. Now, of course, oh, nice. if it was up to me, I would say we simply let the man continue his tirade and let the attention come on to him and not to us. Now, that's just good sense, if you ask me. We are talking about some rather spicy subjects, after all. Anything, and incidentally, about that thing that begins with an I, anybody find anything out about the questionable religion that's passing through town? I did ask a bit, but uh, <clears throat> the workers in the barbershop uh, didn't have any specific recollections thereof. Hmm. Well, I think you're just a hair closer to the truth. It was right there. I had to. <laughs> oh yes, I'm a real cut up. Anyway, <clears throat> do we uh, do we keep that ten uh, bonus hit points from your oration? Uh, that's For once like, per short rest. It's been a whole day. That's that. yeah. But how long, how long does it I think last? They last one day. I think so you could take a long yeah. rest and they're gone. But you can refresh it in the morning. Decides to, you know, serenade you while you're in the shower. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it 10 or... Uh, that's from the 12 you're talking about, right? right? Yeah, isn't it based on your level? Yeah. Inspiring Melidor. I'll look it up. Melidor. 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 I'm going to be asking Rita and Bart if they would like to join me at tomorrow's service at church. Of course, you're all invited as well. In case any of you would like to repent of any obsolete religions. And I look directly at Al. <laughs> Whoa! What of a Christian? What do you expect? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said there's a lot of tieflings around, right? Yeah. I'll blend right in. I'll go. I'm afraid I will have to be doing something else, like anything. <laughs> <laughs> My friends, the devil walks among us. I got him. <laughs> Quick, step in the eyes. <laughs> the devil walks, and he just just in the back of the room, and I think, oh, I didn't know he saw me. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi, hi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just here to so it <laughs> says each creature can gain temporary hit points equal to your level plus your charisma modifier which yep that's still 10 um, a creature can't gain temporary hit points from this feat again until it has finished a short or long rest so that's all it says I think it's just there every short rest you can give us a 10 minute speech and give us bonus hit points no. that's yep. yeah. badass yeah. Yep. yeah it's actually very very good the only downside is that he won't shut up 
<laughs> well, that's the only downside to you. You wouldn't shut up anyway, so we might as well get a benefit out of it. Yeah. If I have to listen to you talk, I want to feel better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Am I getting any temporary hit points out of this? Just <laughs> I'm going to go. It's not going to shut up. <laughs> no, I'm just going to go. <laughs> I thought about taking that feat, too, but... but... As a paladin, I feel like i got to be strategic with what I take. So you uh, have this chance to sort of share all your information this evening as you get a little shitty at Michael's place. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see that this man is, as I mentioned, sort of holding court with his uh, bevy of what look like monsters. I mean, you guys, you guys are worldly enough to know what organized crime looks like. Yes. This is what it looks like. It looks like these guys, they're in suits. They're not all that discreet. They're trying to be discreet. Well, this guy is very obviously not. And um, the waitress comes up and, and brings you drinks, and those of you with a high insight can see that she sort of gives them a, a dirty look as she's dropping the drinks off. But she doesn't say anything or give up any information. It just seems like these guys are probably in here fairly often, and she's not exactly the biggest fan. And she quickly makes her way away from your little railing table bar. Hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe she could be bribed, persuaded. Cajole. Listen, you're, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Caboodle. Squeezer wuzzle. Caboost. Did you get the waitress's name? I've got a net. Uh, she does not introduce herself. <laughs> but I'm going to use that. Her name is Annette. <laughs> that, nice. <laughs> uh, so uh, if we see this or if somebody shares with me that it's that uh, she seems bothered by them. It... it even with your low insight, mm-hmm. she she's not trying to make it obvious, but he's loud. They seem like bad guys. It's not hard to pick up on the body language that she's not their biggest fan. But it's not mistreatment any more than just shitty customer. Yeah. Right, she's not like bruised or anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Temperance with her zero insight is probably like, yeah, I've worked in customer service. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> nice. they probably don't tip or whatever is what they do with low insight. <laughs> yeah. No, just the tip. Yeah. Well, so the next time Annette comes over, yeah. uh, I'll I'll ask her maybe, or maybe I'll assist you in asking her. That'd be uh, fine because I'm about to use uh, my channel divinity flex. Whoa! Oh, do you want to borrow inspiration to go with that channel divinity flex? Yeah. Do you want to pick a pair of pants to cover up those huge balls? Mm. No. <laughs> and we can ask, we could just you know no, subtly not, but thank you. ask her. You know what? What can you tell us about uh, about those well dressed hooligans in the corner over there? Or something? Yeah. yeah. Well, here uh, she comes. Go for it. Yeah. Well, so, um, you got I'll, this, bro. You got this. I'll turn my I'll turn my channel divinity dial up, and uh, you get plus five on persuasion. Yep. And just say plus ten, isn't it? Uh, pl- no, that's it's just plus five. Okay. Uh, and just say upon, and it says for ten minutes I get plus five on persuasion checks. Now, pardon me, miss. Maybe it's just the gin talking, but I, I could not help but notice these these rapscallions are rather vociferous. Do, se- they, do seem to be grading you the wrong way. Are they causing trouble? Give me a roll. Oh, God. Can I get inspiration for this? Yep. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so you had it for the... Uh, yeah, you had it for no, the... No, I meant an inspiration to re-roll because I rolled a natural one. Yeah, you got an inspiration to recap. Too, but Killian gave you his anyways. No, you should have advantage because I'm helping Okay, you. right. All right, never mind. Uh, so, he rolled two dice to start. So, so 15. No, he rolled a, a D8 and a D8. Oh, a D8. Oh, yeah, because of the inspiration. Yeah. No, I, oh, Bardic I, inspiration. Yeah, yeah I, forgot, I, forgot. I forgot bards. You, you were in the middle of assisting me, and I forgot you were oh, assisting me. You're the bard. Yeah, so yeah. plus two, so <laughs> 17. Been a bard. It's been a long time since we've had to do anything mechanical. Yeah. <laughs> so that's 24, so 29. That's humongous. Yes. She says, uh, yeah. You can tell. I, I, hooligans is the right word for it. Yeah. They're having a rough time right now. Dealing with Bargewell and the like. Bard? Big lumber. Well, that doesn't go well. Are you new at the town? We are, we are. We are. You're new at the town? We are, and quite enjoying it. In fact, this might be the first disturbance we've had. Hi. Won't be the last. Not with that lot. Oh, what's the summary then? What's What can we expect from this, uh, from this lot down there? Don't cross paths with them. Just do what they want. Let them fade away. Are they, oh, they leave. Are they folks we have to be? be. Oh, they they leaving soon then? Nah, I don't know. 
But, uh... The folk we have to be wary of? Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be on their bad side. I'll pretend to be a little bit more drunk than I am. Just be like, now, Annette, they haven't hurt you at all, have they? No, no. Alright, good, because then it might be a different night. You're almost back. Can I insight her while she's talking to Because you've treated us very well, Annette. You are a most generous hostess. Free uh, butt? Yeah. What's, uh, uh, what, what, can you tell us their names? This is, um, only one I know is a little one. And she, she a says that. loud fella? I, she says it a little loud and she sort of covers her mouth and she realizes that she said that out loud. Mm. She says, uh, I, yeah, Billy is his name, Billy. Call him Big Time O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. Billy Big Time O'Brien. Billy Big Time O'Brien. I love it. But think he's on his way, he's making it. <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds like a city folk name if ever I've heard it. Did he come from New York by chance? Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, actually. Detroit. Oh. Well, yeah. I okay. sent him out here to rob or well, we appreciate the warning, Annette. You take care of yourself. Bruce Willis shows up early in town. <laughs> Christopher Walken comes to your table. I'm your new waitress. <laughs> Sorry, I'm your new waitress. <clears throat> Maybe I'll be seeing you later, Annette. You take care. I say, Annette, thank you very much for uh, chatting tonight. We'll hand her a uh, $1 gold coin. She will take it and tuck it into her apron and give you a nod and a smile. Uh, and sort of sheepishly skitter away from your table. Like a spider. <laughs> oh, what, did we, what did we figure out? A dollar was like $25? Something like that, like yeah. That? You, you oh, just gave her a solid tip. Yeah, you gave her a solid tip, is what you gave her, yeah. I was paying for information. Yeah. And silence. And thanks for writing down the name. Got it. Billy is really good with names, actually. The two of you were ridiculous, that sort of shit. Big Time O'Brien. Billy Big Time O'Brien, yep. Yeah, and people don't call him big time to his face. That's wrestler joke at his expense. Big time Billy uh, O'Brien. The, the, the Scarface is the Yeah, yeah. Game. People who don't like him call him big time because he's little. It's, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a moniker to make fun of him. Uh-huh. Well, Mr. O'Brien will certainly prove to be an interesting uh, wild card throughout this adventure, I'm sure. I mean, if it has nothing to do with what we're here for, I might actually just take in that's advice and steer clear of him, but... I get this strange feeling that he's going to uh, stumble ass backwards into whatever we're doing. You know, I don't really believe in fate all so much, but I have, this, have a feeling that you might be right, Levi. <laughs> uh, a man who draws a crowd like that is bound to run up against a, against us before we leave. Oh, a man of his stature in a town this size? <laughs> I mean, you might just say the town ain't big enough for the two of us. I've, I've seen Do that. with him, sure. <laughs> I've seen many instances in which God clearly displays a great sense of humor. And as I look down at, the, at O'Brien, and if anybody knows big time, it's the Lord. <laughs> as I just sort of be like... But you, you have to admire the way he holds an audience. I mean, him and I, were like peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> uh, the whole table has inspiration. Go ahead, oh, fill it in. Go ahead, take it. Wonderful, wonderful. I got two inspiration. Two inspiration. Two inspiration. Except I only have one because I only have one at a time, but it doesn't matter. The rest <laughs> table has it too. All right. Not uh, special. So I'm ready to go to the next morning. All right. Are we sermonizing? Is this the uh, the plan? Uh, I'd like to attend. Are you the suburban mom dragging us all out of bed on a Sunday morning? Like, it's time for church, kids! (laughs) Well. Sunday school. Well. 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 In the middle of the night, everyone goes to sleep. Yep, that's true. Damn it. (laughs) I was already asleep. Fuck you. Um, I actually have a cutscene for while you were asleep. A sermon. (laughs) While you were sleeping. I really want whoa, to whoa, 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 I really want Levi to start singing blasphemous, blasphemous rumors by Depeche Mode. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, yeah, he does the Simpsons trick rumors. of uh, sw- swapping uh, in the Garden of Eden with the, the organ music. It's gonna be Howard Dewey's Lord. He's singing the Jesus built my snot rod. <laughs> wow! 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 wow. <laughs> 
and just tell him to ding a ding a ding ding and just ding along. Ding along. I want to love you. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> Sorry, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> Delightful. Okay. Yeah. The vapors. All right, let's go. Yes. Are we ready for a cutscene? Cut me, baby. Sure. Wow, I got there. <laughs> Levi. Ben. Sleep seems to come quickly to you this evening as the yes. constant din of round-the-clock labor fades away, leaving you with nothing in your ears but the sound of your own heartbeat. You're unsure how long you listen to the sound before your rest is disturbed by a childlike voice. They would consign you to oblivion. You can free them from the weight of their sins. Your eyes shoot open and you find yourself standing alone in the covered frontage of Ripple's Place. There are no patrons. There are no servers. There is no child. There are no people at all, but instead the hazy silhouette of a large horse darkens the main thoroughfare of the town. Hagar. A rumble of thunder overhead gives way to the sound of heavy rains and the constant whisper in your ears as they pound down the packed earth and wood structures drowns out other sounds. Mm -hmm. Do I have agency in this vision? Some. Okay. Can I move around? Yes. Alright, well, <clears throat> look around. Who knew the djinn brought visions by the by the Lord himself? Let's do this. <laughs> and I will, uh, am I still dressed the way I was when I went to bed? You were actually wearing your proper clothes. You might say you're dressed for a funeral. Okay. All right. Uh, take note of it, but don't take too long questioning it and just continue along the path set for me. Okay. Something's trying to show me something, so I am receptive. It appears to be the horse itself. Silhouette of the horse. As you approach the street, the shape of the horse comes into focus as you near it. Its flesh hangs loosely from its bones, skin waterlogged and sagging. Not Hagar, got it. By its hooves, pockmarks and boils mar the flesh further. The keratin of the hooves themselves milky translucent with dry, yellowing cracks on their surface. An odor like chilled earth and formaldehyde hangs in the air in spite of the driving rain. Okay. Despite the disgusting sight, I will, uh, I'll look around me first. Does any, any, any of my surroundings change when I go outside? It appears to just be the streets of Flagstaff, but they are completely deserted. Okay. Just checking. All right. <clears throat> I will, uh, do I have weapons on me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will I have to rely on my, uh, my super snaky powers then. And I will, I will stride forward, uh, forward confidently, but, uh, at a, at a steady pace. Okay. Looking to, occasionally looking to, looking to the heavens. You said it's raining? It's raining, yep. And it's it's a heavy rainstorm. It's one of those flash storms that pounds uh, yeah. very hard, but it's a very short storm. Yeah, in that case, my my pace is quickened as I just put, put my hat against my face. Okay, you approach the horse? Yep. Okay. Slick. <laughs> you approach the horse. Uh, you get within a step or two of it. It doesn't seem to react to you in any way, but you can see that this horse... Um, appears to be suffering from a number of maladies, mm. um, physical in nature, uh, boils, sores, open wounds, lesions, sagging skin, yellowed bone. Poor thing. I'll lay on, I will lay on hands. Five, try to cure some disease on this thing. As you try to put your hands on the horse, uh, you meet with failure as it effortlessly seems to maintain distance from you with a slow and deliberate gait as you near it. Okay. You hear a voice. That horse belongs to another. Though you see no speaker, the voice is unmistakably that of Elf who runs. It comes from behind you, from beside you, and from all around you. But it could be yours if you take it. That's what your people do, isn't it? To take. Mm. In stark contrast to his gentle doddering, the voice is seething with barely controlled malevolence. It seems to shake the ground beneath your feet and buffet you with sheets of rain with its force. Would you halt the coming storm? Why, sure I would. I say with a slick smile. To not to no one in particular. Just trying to charm whatever entity is talking to me. At the edge of your vision, you begin to see forms of shadowy figures. They appear slowly at first, stepping out from behind a building or through a doorway. But in moments, vast hordes of them are crawling out from horse troughs or under porches, over rooftops, and at times literally... Raining from the sky with silent impact amid the storm. Are you here for the funeral too, gentlemen? They don't react to your quip. 
The rain seems to rise in intensity as they appear until the sound becomes a raging cacophony that rings in your ears. From behind you, you are suddenly grasped by powerful limbs. They are barely skin on bone the color of burnt parchment. Legs wrapped tightly around your torso and hands wrapped tightly around your neck. The odor of rotting teeth and coppery blood fills your nose and a new voice whispers in your ear. You are not strong enough, child. Not yet. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> okay. And at this time, uh, the vision ends and you awaken uh, in your bed, Ripple's place, as you slept. Well, right. it's the boarding house. Yes, it's what I said. Thank you. Let's go to this one. <clears throat> and the only moisture is the, uh, the the sweat upon my brow. And some pee-pee. <laughs> well, that, also on your back. That, was cens- that was censored for the audience <laughs> for decency <laughs> damn it um, what you do feel is uh, some muscle pain in the places where you were gripped in your vision mm-hmm. and while you don't see bruises your skin feels bruised in places where the form you assumed was the hat you saw when Jedediah bargained away his soul and memories of his mother um, gripping you in the way was that she gripped her was that, the, was that the voice that I heard? Yes. Okay. Without a doubt. Cool. Radical. <laughs> but you can feel where her heels dug into your chest. Hmm. Okay. So, so, it's too in the morning. so the uh, the steed probably belongs to her. And uh, Elk representing the, I guess the native population is pissed at me. Understandable. Uh, Still, very unclear visions for the most part. Is the, is the child's voice familiar at all? Um, could I make out what it was saying? Give me an insight roll on the child's voice. 20. Dirty 20. Um, you don't necessarily think it was Gideon, mm-hmm. but it had a cadence to it you would expect from one of the brainwashed children. Right, so Gideon-esque. Gideon-esque. Cool. Okay, and what was it saying again? Uh, that oh, voice. Yeah. Come back, right? Yeah, Kelly texted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it said they would consign you to oblivion. You can free them from the weight of their sins. They. Wonder. Wonder what they're talking about. This is a little more whimsical. Is that a is that a <laughs> is that a roll of some sort that I can make? Um, Investigation or something? <clears throat> I'm going to say no in this instance. Okay. I will have to save those thoughts for another for another time. For a sermon. For a rainy day? For, yeah, for, yeah. for now, there is a sermon to deliver. Okay. Um, you are woken up in the middle of the night, by the way. Everyone else seems to be sleeping peacefully, including Alku Runs, who's probably snores I'll probably make that remark too I was like more like how could snore actually I think that was made on a prior episode I think it probably was yeah it sounds familiar well we're running out of things that elves could do I mean <laughs> well I'll just I'll just I'm good I'd rather not return to the dreamscape from which I came so I will just wake up okay. I'll force myself to get energized and rest Okay. Yeah, you, you are able to get up easily enough. Um, Though I will spare a moment to pray for uh, a new spell. I'll replace Compelled Duel with Protection from Evil. The boarding house has coffee supplies in it. You're able to make yourself some coffee if you want. Yep. They have full continental breakfast. There's bagels and crumpets. They're scaled up. Yeah. They never have protein in those things. <laughs> oh, drat. Maxwell House. It's turkey bacon. All right. Uh, I'll just... Uh, get get myself to the church, okay. um, and I will. I, I want to hear the sermon, and then I. So that morning, after observing uh, the, oh, I should get the music for you. The opening hymnals and all I still that. I hate gold, but I like vodka. <laughs> <laughs> There's balance in the universe. <laughs> oh, actually, this is quite work. <clears throat> all right. So after the, the. There you go. The opening rituals. Get, I don't, get I, a girl. <laughs> I don't do. I don't really. I've never really been a churchgoer myself, so I don't know the proper ritual. Wait, man, none of us that. really church. Yeah, just letting you know that I don't know anything about that stuff. But at the appropriate time, um, oh, thank you. when I assumed welcomed on by the uh, incumbent priest, 
uh, to to the stage, to the pulpit rather. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Thomas Fairchild will come dressed in his, in his Sunday best, uh, even though it's not even a Sunday. That's just how much I care. <laughs> That's just your normal clothes. <laughs> it is Wednesday best. How's the turnout today? Uh, it's about a dozen. Uh, Slightly more than a dozen because your friends have come, so maybe we'll, we'll say close to twenty. You guys actually came. Um, Bart is <laughs> here. Rita's oh, not. Probably okay, interesting. Um, Ernest is here. Oh, cool. He's he heard the word yeah. that you were going to do a sermon, and he <laughs> likes you. So, all right, wonderful. Uh, he is here. Um, and, and there's a couple faces you didn't recognize from yesterday. Maybe some some other women that don't attend every day that came because there was a cast. You got left other people don't really care for pretty yellows that much. Mm. Just for a note, in case it becomes prudent, I'll be doing the, like, every Wild West movie, sit on the front porch in a chair with my, like, Winchester up against the wall, kind of hat down, fake snoozing, and just kind of keeping an eye on the main drag in case anything goes down well, uh, while Levi's doing his sermon. Hashtag fake snoozing. So, uh, fake snoozing. <laughs> Temperance is pulling a K2SO. What's that? Levi, I'm here for you. Doc said I had to be. Two S O from Rogue One. Oh, okay. I, I didn't remember the abbreviation. Oh yeah. Shit, I forgot that nice. was his name. Doc says I, I had okay. to be. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I'm going to support you the best way a friend can, and give you more bardic inspiration. Thanks, you buddy. Want to roll oh, a roll? I was going to say from the butt. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as I financially, <laughs> as I walk up, I am going to switch on my channel divinity, of course, for the bonus of persuasion, uh, and. Mm. And just uh, open up with, and how this wonderful crowd lights up my face, the way my face lit up when I first saw Flagstaff. Who would look upon this region and deny its embrace? What faithless man could look upon Flagstaff and deny God's generosity? Moreover, what God-fearing man would dare keep this place to himself? The Lord's bounty is great indeed. He has gathered us here to share in this great place. We are united in grace, faith, and love for our Heavenly Father, for one another, and for the life granted to us on this earth. See how the trees tower over us like a benevolent protector, how the minds lay before us like a loyal lover. Flagstaff has been erected by the Lord's vigor, manifesting in the hearts of men. Let us pray and give thanks for our blessings. And of course, this would be the time that people would take a moment to legit pray. Just take that moment of considering the stuff. Uh, there's probably some other creepy, like, Catholic callbacks where people say things in unison. And I don't know what, they're, what I'm supposed to be saying. <laughs> Peace be with you. Yeah. And the, also with you. Yeah. Like, uh, the fourth be with you. And other <laughs> things. Other call and responses where I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? Anyway. Apparently it's, and with your spirit now. Sure. Uh, and so... I'll go in. I'll go into further detail about how, uh, of all of all the places to live and even to lose one's life, Flagstaff is surely a chunk of paradise on earth, and it has taken the, the hard work of the men who have come here to make it that way, uh, for it was the Lord working through them, and of course, through through their hard work in the divine order of things, they have brought stability to the women. He has guided men through the tunnels of the mines to find his treasures. By the way, I'm putting a ton of sexual imagery in here deliberately. Yeah. And judging I mean, by... Judging by... by uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> by the fact that Kaylee can't keep, her, uh, keep herself from laughing. I think you're doing yeah. a good job. Uh, perfect. Uh, and that we, should all, that we should all be thankful that we are still here living in such an area and to consider how happy the men who were called home early must be to see that their women now lay here and can find happiness for themselves. And I'll, I'll even mention some stories. Uh, I'll try not to, if the women seem comfortable with their names being mentioned, like if they enjoyed attention and all that, I will certainly mention them uh, and to talk to how I've been speaking with them. And if the ones who seem to be doing fine too, even whether they're here or not, I'll be like, like and, some, and some have already found a certain grace on this earth. Truly, we have each other. Oh. <laughs> Hear about the bushes. That is, that is good, Jelsus. <laughs> Jelsus. And I'll mention that the that these men who have been lost would not want you to feel despair. Or if you were to feel if you were to succumb to despair, you would be denying God's gift of life. You would be denying His love. 
and surely that is a grave sin, but it's okay, it's all forgiven, for surely the men up in heaven would want to see you happy here on this earth before being reunited once again. They want to see you fulfilled. This earth is a garden, and the stewardship falls to the women to care and love it as they adored their husbands. The Lord will provide relief and reward for those who have faith and patience in him. Alright. Mm-hmm. Levi. I'm Thomas Fairchild. Good night. You <laughs> 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 fucking mic drop on your way out. Boom. Yes. You actually Alistair's bent the there microphone. Alistair's there providing pyrotechnics. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> for the next 24 hours, you receive the benefit of protection from lawful, uh, protection from good and evil. Fair yes, child, thank fair you. Fair child. Fair child. Just <laughs> like Encore. Die. If you want me to roll, I can. Up to you. Uh, I would like to see a roll just so I know how it went, but as a DM, I'm giving you the thing uh, either way. Cool. Yeah, um, so it's a 10 with the Bardic Inspiration, then plus... Uh, 83. Plus 12 from <laughs> my Persuasion, so that's going to be 22. <laughs> It's almost like you built the character to do this. Almost, yeah. Naturally, I'll be making eye contact with the with the widows, too. We're there. Yeah. That's um, not the only kind of contact you're going to be making after a speech like that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Boner contact. One thing that seems to benefit you greatly. Oh, and I'll of, course, I'll, of course, include right. something like, like, and I think, as charmed as I am by this place, I think I may be staying here for some time. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, the vision I have in my head is those old tiny cartoons that had like a crooner who was a chicken and all the other chicken ladies are like you know, <laughs> <laughs> from, from like the 50s or whatever I was thinking like, when, uh, when he says bow your head and let us pray like Alistair bows his head and says dear God I hope this letter finds you well it appears that several of your clients are in arrears Please bring your kids. <laughs> Please bring their accounts up to date at your earliest convenience. You have fourteen day, days forthwith to bring your account up to date. My, my prayer goes out on pink and yellow, depending on uh, on what the urgency is on, on the account I'm collecting on. If you are having issues bringing your account up to date, please contact. If you are facing soul heart hardship due to COVID nineteen. Please contact our COVID nineteen hotline. A payment plan can be arranged. Um. Who's the most perceptive slash insightful person in the group? Oh, no. Not it. No. I, I, Elf yeah, no. doesn't go into White Man Church, so he wasn't mm. in there. Yeah. He just physically can. Just So those, those of you who attended Thomas Fairchild's service, uh, I would like an insight roll. Mm, good. Uh, or perception, if perception's better. <clears throat> Thirteen. Eight. Okay. Um, Alistair Chance, maybe it's because you were Kind of bored. Listen to this. <laughs> Just looking for anything else to distract you. <laughs> Non-believers in church, it's fucking boring. Um, well, I believe in church, but like I believe it in a different sense. Like the same way I believe in Doc. Like I believe there's a God. He owes me money. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're my souls, and I want them. <laughs> it's it's weird when you know the devil personally. Like yeah, Gigi <laughs> Spentworth. Yeah. Um, it's like knowing the guy who plays Santa Claus at Lafarge. Like, yeah, but it, except that guy is actually Santa Claus. I thank I thank the Reverend for allowing me this opportunity, and uh, remind anybody who's looking still distraught in church that it's never too late to change and welcome God into your hearts. So you are going to be um, obviously busy with your sermon when mm-hmm. Alistair recognizes that there is a woman in the crowd mm-hmm. who is. <clears throat> Doing all the right things to feign interest, mm-hmm. but it's feign interest. Mm-hmm. And with a fan. <laughs> she... Careful, she's um, not fanning the hammer, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's with, got with the, a, ha- the half-second delay on the stand, stand sit, kneel sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, um, well, there's, there's no stand, sit, kneel in this church because it's too small. I don't feel like the pull-up things in the, the pews, but same idea. Um, with, with this situation with a 22 on his delivery, it's emotional. And people are emotionally reacting. And there are some mm-hmm. women who sniffle, and you see some dapped eyes, and that sort of thing. But, like, this person, she's in yeah. the back row, clearly in an observatory kind of situation. And she's not stone-faced, but she is feigning an affectation of emotional response because it seems like the right thing to do. Okay. Mm. Oh, she's a sociopath. <laughs> Well, you don't get any more than that. That's what you get. 
think I want to approach her. Okay. Um, obviously not mid-sermon. That would be rude and draw a lot of attention. I'll, I'll wait until we're doing, like, the handshakey bit or... Um, Coffee hour. You know, or afterwards, we, you know, once once the, the parishioners start leaving and the Alcoholics Anonymous group starts coming in to use the, the conference room in the basement. <laughs> I probably have a lot once of... Once all the church ladies start talking about the other church ladies. to do ladies. after the whole thing. 